This is your host, Betting for Beginners, Nicholas Hobbs here with my co-host, Preston Adkins. So, Preston, it's October 9th, Wednesday. We're bringing the betters what they want for the Thursday night shit show kicks off at the Giants at New England, which we'll touch on in a moment. Preston, how's your day going so far today? Better than the G-Men's will tomorrow. Oh boy, that is, that's the truth. I'm a little heartbroken, personally. Uh, my Atlanta Braves that I've worn on my sleeve of one uh, World Series win my whole life. Uh, unfortunately, we're victim to a team I hate more than any, the St. Louis Cardinals. I'm very disappointed. Um, but as we're live recording now, the, uh, the Nationals were taking the Dodgers to extras. So as you know, folks, if you're watching the game, we're up late at night bringing the content to you, and Preston was trying to sneak the score in. Matt's got four. Seven to three. What? Yep. And, you know, I don't know. We have to do all sports. A lot of money was probably just lost on the Dodgers. Yep. Just going to say that unless they had a really good bottom of the tenth. And it's Dodgers fashion to... Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, you're, you're witness right now. To I don't see five coming. I don't either. Uh, I think they really let that one get out of hand. But we're going to get back to football. We're going to go ahead and jump into the Thursday night football game. And wow. Um, whoo, Preston, Preston, Preston. Where do we begin with this game? The New York Giants at the New England Patriots. I think at this point you just say Patriots and everybody knows what's going to happen. The Patriots are a 17-point favorite. Um, before we even elaborate on the spread, and they're a 40-and-a-half-point over-under, I just want to give you the list of inactives on the New York Giants offense. Wayne Gallman, who was backing up. Saquon Barkley, who's also still out. Sterling Shepard, number one receiver. And also Evan Ingram, number one tight end. So all the skill position players, basically. Um, so to touch on this game, this is a lock game for us. We love. We love. Oh, the Patriots. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Okay. I, I had a moment of doubt there. Sorry. Yeah, we love New England here. Uh, the over and under, I think, is a little tricky. Uh, 40 and a half, because I could see it being like New England 42, Giants 0. Yeah. Or, you know, like a 37 to 6 game or a 31 to nothing game. But I'm going to tell you now, people, when you're listening to this, the day of the game, get your asses out of early, work early. Whatever you have to do, and run to your sports book. This line in a day has already went from 16 and a half to 17. I don't see it. I think it can balloon all the way up to 20. Uh, I'm not really sure how it hasn't. Granted, Edelman, um, Josh Gordon are questionable. That's just the Belichick Q, Q tag is what I call it. They'll play. They're going to play. Uh, they, they don't have as much play. as needed, anyway. They'll play a half, for sure. They're going to play a few and a half of a quarter. Maybe. <laughs> so... I'm telling you folks, bet on New England. Um, 
I'm going to. Let me let me just tell you that I'm running over to Tropicana Evansville. Shout out where the legal sports book is. Uh, legal, remember, we don't condone illegal gambling. Legal gambling. Uh, and we're going to put some cash on it. Me and Preston are going to dance around a little bit and get a little wild. Um, so that's our Thursday night football game. Uh, not a lot from there to else be said. It's just going to be a, the NFL just doing that on Thursday night like they so do so often. Can we get rid of this yet? No shit. Like, the players need the rest. I would rather not have a Thursday night game and have much more competent games. Yes. You know what? Bring a Friday night game in. Bring a Friday night game. I'd love a Friday night game. You get off work. You're hanging out with friends. You have a few drinks. Go out to dinner, and there's a game on. And it ends by the time you, you go to bed, you go out with friends, whatever. And you're not competing in college football on Saturday. I don't know. What's the reasoning against that, man? Oh, uh, who knows? To be honest, I don't know. Probably competition. Of, they don't think ratings will be high enough because people are out and about. Or That's what I was going with. I mean, it's got to be ratings. But I, I think it's, it's the NFL. Come on. Yeah, true. No matter what they say, kneeling, I'm going to buy on the NFL. The NFL don't give a shit. The ratings are still fine. You can put it on on Tuesday nights, and people are going to watch the shit. You can put it on you know, during 9 a.m. mass. And people are still going to watch the shit in church. Speaking of 9 a.m. Madison football, going to our next game, live from London, I tell you, sir. It is going to be a really doozy here, the Carolina Panthers and the Tampa Bay Bucks in London for a nice, what is that, 8.30 a.m. Central Time game? I believe so. Now, the level of this game has me impressed and a little perplexed. Carolina is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Over under 47 and a half. So I, I personally think Tampa Bay is really exceeding expectations. And I like Tampa in this game. I agree. The strength of the Panthers is what? CMC. CMC. <laughs> that, that's it. What about DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel? What's their quarterback's name again? I can't remember. DJ Moore. The quarterback. He's competent. He's a game manager, I guess, right? He, but the strength of the Bucks' defense is stopping the run. The strength of the Panthers' offense is the run. I personally see the Bucks winning out on that. Uh, I don't think Carolina's going to move the ball through the air. The weakness of the Panthers' defense is through the air. And then you got, hopefully, good Jameis and Evans Godwin. But, but, but Kyle Allen's really good at checking down to CMC. I, I just I think it it's a good matchup for the Bucks overall. I completely agree, and the Bucks being an underdog here of two and a half. Yeah, it's a little. Um, it, it's one of those lines that almost doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, maybe because Carolina looked pretty good last week. I mean, let's, let's move back that up. CMC looked really good last week. How long can the entire Panthers ride on his back? I think to about week twelve, and then he just dies. Yeah, there's there's no in between. I think. He dies about week, but I give it to him here. He, he has a great workout regimen, great diet. He's, you know, he, oh, he's he, awesome. He withheld it last year. How many years can he put his body through this? Like for Christ's sakes, you you can go out and get him a, a decent replacement to give him a little rest and, and protect him long term. But let's just run him in right into the fucking ground, go eight and eight, right? Yep, Panther way. <laughs> Now, what do you think of the over press? I'm a little iffy on it. Uh, 40, the, the Bucks, 
because they love to score. They're just they're a scoring team. Um, I think we kind of were leaning toward the over in this game as well, correct? Um, a little. I think you more so than me, so let, I'm gonna let you validate that one. I don't have a problem with it per se. I just I don't. So, so I think I'm gonna, not sure of it. I'm definitely love the Bucks now. Could I see with the travel and everything else? Sometimes London has really done some finicky things. Yeah, it can get weird. Thirty-one to like fourteen last year with Jacksonville. You remember that shit? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's a weird dynamic, but I think overall there's going to be enough offense here, especially if if it stays close. It's going to be back and forth. If kind of what we're thinking, if the Bucks kind of blow them out a little bit or get ahead, then it's just going to turn into a checkdown passing game from Carolina. Tampa Bay is going to keep scoring, and. We could easily see a 27-20, 27 24 game to that 47-and-a-half. The only thing that really scares me is just London. And, you know, I, I know that they've said field conditions before have not been ideal. Yeah. Uh, I think the time change. What, I mean, look at last week, the Raiders beating the Bears like that. I do remember them saying that the Raiders got there a full week ahead of time, basically. On Monday, they were heading to London. The Bears didn't. I don't I'm not saying that's everything that happened last week, but maybe that plays a part in it. I definitely could. So, I mean, we really love the Bucks here. Over-under is kind of one of those iffy things. Uh, we would not be shocked if it went over. We understand if you don't want to touch it. Next game we're going to dive into, the 0-5 Cincinnati Bungalows travel to the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are an 11-point favorite. Over-under is 48. Um, I can tell you A.J. Green's still not playing for the Bengals. Jimmy Smith, cornerback, still out for the Ravens. Um, Preston, call me crazy. I feel like the Ravens really play to their competition. Uh, maybe, but who did they have the first two weeks? Dolphins, Cardinals? They did, and they handled was... them easily, but I, I was really unimpressed with them last week against Pittsburgh. Well, I think the inflated offensive numbers the first two weeks. When you first come into an NFL season, you're not sure. I mean, we knew the Dolphins weren't going to be good. We knew the Cardinals weren't going to be good. But just how bad are their defenses? I think maybe you they're know you know now. Yeah, they're bad. So I think um, you know. I'm nothing against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens' offense. I think they're fine, but they're not dropping forty on everybody every week. I think they're kind of a little bit flashier. They can. They, it still almost reminds me of a Flacco offense. It's just they can go fast or be flashy when they need to be. But it's almost like Harbaugh. I feel like is throttling them a little bit. And like, there's no point in going on a quick drive. If we can do a seven-minute touchdown drive, why not do it? Yep, I agree. And I get it. That's just Harbaugh football. It's an 11-point favorite. The only reason I don't really like touching this game personally, and Preston may have a different opinion, could agree with me here. It's just an 11-point favorite. It's a rivalry game. Um, I feel like Cincinnati is getting in a lot of situations where it's garbage time, and they're either covering or they're not on that last drive of the game. And I don't really want to put my bet in on that last drive of the game. And it's still a rivalry game. You know, the team could be terrible and still play them close. I agree. Ten points is well within. Eleven moved to eleven. Yeah, yeah. So I would, I would probably, uh, I would probably fade, fade this game personally. May even lean toward the Bengals. But I don't even like touching it. It's just a rivalry game. Uh, what was the over-under again, Preston? Uh, 48. The 48 seems really high to me there. I, uh, 
Like like Preston was saying, I think a lot of those inflated offensive numbers from the first few weeks may be inflating this. Yeah. And um, I almost lean toward the under here, but I just don't like anything about this game. Uh, you just don't know what you're getting here, I don't think. On top of that, I mean, more so for me is there's just a lot of other good picks this week. I think there's a lot of decent things to look at outside of this. So. Definitely. And we'll go ahead and transition to our next game. Uh, which this game has really got me in uh, Preston perplexed. Yeah, it sure does, and it's uh, simply based off last week for me, but it's Seahawks-Browns. Hawks are a two-point favorite. It's at Cleveland and a 46-point over-under. Uh, what did the Browns give up last week to the Niners rushing? 300 and <laughs> how many yards? I just remember. What do the Seahawks like to do? Uh, you talking about Seattle? They, oh, they, they run the oh, ball. They, yeah. they love running the ball more than the Niners. Like, the Niners have better odds running. I think they both love to run the ball more than anyone else. I, that's where it begins and ends for me. It, it doesn't make any sense. So, is this leftover Browns love from the preseason hype? Is this because the Browns are at home? I don't know. The only thing that makes sense to me is just travel distance. Uh, you're going from Seattle to Cleveland? I don't care. They invented things called Jets. Yeah. I mean, they're going to get there Friday, and they have a little layover. The Seattle, Seattle's a much superior team, in my opinion, than Cleveland. Yeah. It's me, Baker Mayfield, I'm going to say it, he looks like shit. Yeah, he really does. I, I don't know. I want to delve deeper than just running game, but uh, I don't know, what do I say? Russell Wilson's been lighting it up. He's in the MVP conversation. Yeah, I mean, here's their the offense is rolling. The Browns is not rolling. Their offensive line can't block anyone. And, and what is Seattle going to do? They still have. I mean, they're not the Legion of Boom of corners they're anymore, solid. but they still have a very solid, solid linebacking core and solid D line. I mean, Nick Chubb, I think, is the only bright spot I've seen from Cleveland this year. Agreed. I don't put it on Odell. I put it on play calling. They look like they don't know what to do out there. Jarvis Landry is non-existent. And Antonio Callaway should have got a year ban instead of four games because, you know, he cost <laughs> that handoff. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, he would have been better just suspended than actually playing in the game Monday night against the Niners. Um, I look at the Browns, and I was giving them so much love preseason, and, man, I was wrong. I, I can admit that. I think they still have a talented team, but uh, I don't think they're going to find their groove against Seattle. I agree. Uh, you know, 46 isn't a ton, but I'd almost take the under just because road game for the Hawks, they're going to try to run the ball and eat up clock. I don't think they're going to have a problem running the ball, and the Browns can't get anything going on offense. So I see like a 17-6 to game at the half Seattle. Seattle's going to, you know, play slow, run the ball. And I see, like, a final score, like a 23-20, 23-17. Cleveland, you know, God bless your fans there. You're going to get real into it. You're going to get a good drive going. You're going to try, and you're almost going to get close, and you're going to fail. So I'd probably agree. The over-under, I, I lean more toward the under. Me and Preston love, 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 love the Hawks. The Seahawks minus two. Maybe it's a line that's too good to be true, but I would take my chances. And my pers- personally, I think you should go bet on it now. I don't know how this line doesn't go up. Yeah, I agree. I'd, I'd jump on this one, maybe even more so than the Patriots game. 
Uh, anyway, moving on, I guess our next game, Texans-Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs four-point favorite. They're at home. 55-point over-under. Say good baby. Might take a over on that, but anyway, maybe. I don't know. Is Mahomes all right? Have you seen anything on that front? I don't think he's fine. Your ankle's a little tweaked. To be honest, I, I think maybe one, I don't want to discount the Colts because man, we shit all in the preseason. <laughs> so man. sorry again. Uh, man, Andrew, like, you fucked this team. They are a they are Super Bowl team with you, man. Like, yeah, they really they're are. They're the best team, I think. That offensive line is just they're, they're animals. Marlon Mack, I, I've so regretted fantasy leagues passing on him because I'm so scared. Um, and it, they're Frank Reich is a fucking genius, man. He's just he, he's really doing so well with this team. I was shocked to see what they did to Kansas City, and Kansas City's run D is so bad. Yeah. Um, that's your equation to beat them. The only problem I worry about with Houston in this game is they have no run game. I mean, they have Carlos Hyde, who they met, they don't use him, maximize at all. Um, Duke Johnson with the pass game through is non-existent mostly uh, in, in the running back pass game. And I feel like Deshaun Watson is just, you know, I feel like Houston is one of those teams that are going to do what they did last year. They're going to win 11 games. They're going to go to the playoffs, and they're going to have an exit that's really close. But I feel like they play their competition, granted it's the NFL. But I, a lot of the time, Houston doesn't just wow me. Plus, I also look at the other side of the ball. I think you have Kansas City maybe out for blood. Tyreek Hill, have we got any news on him? Is he questionable this week? I thought he was out, but I'm not he, sure. Let's check. I think last time I checked, he was questionable tonight. I think they're leaning toward out, but they don't know yet. Even if he's in, I don't really put that a lot of stock in that. Um, Sandy Watkins, you know, take what you want with Sandy. It doesn't matter. Um, Kelsey hasn't looked like himself the last few weeks. He looked real bad last week. So I think this may be a real good bounce-back game for Kansas City. They're home again. I think maybe they were looking ahead to this week. Maybe they just had a bad game and, and Indy did everything perfect. But I think that Kansas City may learn from this game, run some different schemes, getting the ball out quick. Um, their full complement of running backs are back now. So don't. I wouldn't be shocked if you have a lot of different quick out passes to your running back, quick schemes, maybe a lot of no huddle. Um, you know, Houston looked really good last week, putting up over 50. Um, you know, me watching the film on that game, uh, it's just, you know, Will Fuller can catch so many passes when DeAndre Hopkins cuts and three to four people go with him. Yep. Uh, so I, I don't personally like touching this game if I was going to touch somebody. I lean toward Kansas City, just being at home, being a bounce-back game. But, you know, I could easily see them. I think they're going to run the game. Will it be by three or will it be by 13? I, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't really want anything to do with this. The Texans' offense should come in with a lot of confidence from beating up on the Falcons' quote defense. But the Chiefs have a quote defense as well. Maybe being at home gets them juiced up a little bit. They do have a little bit of a pass rush, and the Texans can be a little pass-happy at times. So, maybe. But... I'm with you, Eileen Chiefs. Not my favorite this week, though. Uh, moving on, another game that has us really... <laughs> I just don't get it. Saints at Jacksonville. The Jacksonville fighting Minshews. One and a half point favorites. Uh, okay. Why? I don't, I, don't, I don't get it. I'm, I'm a little... 
A little lost. Um, first and foremost, I'm going to say this about the Saints. Fuck you. You mm-hmm. beat us in the 2010 NFC Championship that I still haven't let go. Um, then you take my prize joy of Teddy Bridgewater, who nearly lost his leg, rehab him, and now he looks like a damn stud. Yeah. Mostly he has a good system, a good offense, but I'm watching Teddy Bridgewater flourish again right before my eyes, but it's not on my team. I was reading today, guess where they think his two landing spots are down to? They think the Saints, like a three-year, 45 to 60 million contract, and the Tennessee Titans, three-year, 60 million. I think Teddy's smart. He turned somebody down to stay with the Saints, didn't he? He did. And the Saints paid him, so they paid him as a backup quarterback, 8.1 million this year. Yeah, well, they, so they they are fully committed to Teddy long term. Yeah, I think that's that, the heir apparent, right? Yeah, I mean, everybody's they, aware they of it. They traded for him from the Jets when they drafted Donald because they wanted Teddy as their long term breeze replacement. They saw what everyone sees in him. It's just the question, and to them, it was worth five million dollars of taking the chance, seeing how the knee is. And I kind of wish the Vikings would have done it. I'm not going to lie. I was happy when they did Kirk Cousins. I'm getting off the rail still from this game. I just missed Teddy. Teddy was my future, man. And he looked so good until he blew that knee out. Yeah, he really did. Uh, how much Kirk Cousins make, man? I don't talk about $27 million a year guaranteed. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, we'll talk about that in just like a minute. This game is really perplexed. I feel like New Orleans defense is just getting better. Yes, they and, are. And they're top 10 D, maybe top 5. Uh, I forget the, the stats I looked at, but he uh, their D is great. Lattimore is just a lockdown, man. And, and who's Jacksonville going? DD Is DD the number one? Or Shark? Shark. Shark's really coming Shark, along, man. I like Shark a lot, I do. But uh, it's Shark, and it's Lattimore. Yeah. And they have Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara. I mean, that, well, yeah. I'll say Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas is, I feel like, just about it, but that's all you need. And... They plug in and sprinkle a little fairy dust everywhere else. But they have Sean Payton. Let's be honest. I, have a, I, 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 say I hate the Saints, but I have a lot of respect for Sean Payton. He does the most, I think, with his teams, both sides of the ball. He's a really smart guy, really good coach. Um, and, you know, Breeze is going to be back. I actually, the the Saints are playing, the NFC has been a weird year. Push them into the, the Super Bowl, I think, right now. I know it's an easy pick to say. I think they're really going to keep getting a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, this team looks the same as they did last year in terms of laying SmackDown on people this time. So, so of course, as, as we're just bragging on the Saints talking about all this, you know, Jacksonville, Minshew, he's been fun to watch, yeah. and but he's not winning. He's, he's making them competitive. It's fun, especially for a guy that's, you know, a rookie, you didn't have any stock in, the mustache and all the flair. You'd like to share a beer with that guy, right? But it's you're still not winning. You're getting close in games. And you're facing a juggernaut team of the Saints, in my opinion, which it could be close. I wouldn't be shocked if it was. But it's not like the Saints have to travel far. Um, I love the Saints in this game. I, I love the Saints to really probably start slow. Minshew will get going, might even get them out to a little lead. And then the Saints will just full on go at them. Nick? I don't, I don't mean to beat this game to death, but do you have any idea why this line is? I mean, is this a popularity thing in Vegas with Minshew and all the, the goofiness I, going along with, with him? Or what? I think that's what I'm trying to understand. Like, I, 
We've talked about it in the past. Like when lines don't make sense, don't bet on them. There's two lines this week. I, if it was a pick them, I wouldn't think anything of it because they're the away team. And a point and a half is not much. But they're an underdog. <clears throat> and I think we all know the Saints are a superior team to Jacksonville. So it's maybe it's because of the way that, you know, even though they're losing, the you know, Fournette's looking good now and this <clears throat> I don't understand it. Oh man, I'm done. Hope Springs Eternal. That's fine. Y'all yeah. go ahead and think that. I'll take the Saints. Yeah, we will take the Saints kind of like uh well we're betting that and I think we I don't want to say rush and bet this one because they're the away team. And like Preston said, the line could actually grow in your favor, especially if you have drunk people at sports books betting on Jacksonville. They could rise, raise the line up to where you get even more points. So it's just a weird, weird situation. But I love the Saints. I think it's kind of a no-brainer. And now we are going to get into a new segment called Preston's Parenting Tip of the Week. Please, vaccinate your children. That was Preston's Parenting Tip of the Week. All right, so Eagles-Vikings. Vikings, Vikings three-point favorites. Uh, They're at home. 44-point over-under. So the Eagles are dropping 35. The fighting Kirk Cousins. I feel like you got all the pieces there, man. What's up with Stefan Diggs? Is he, is he all right? Oh, Diggs. It's not his fault. So, I, you know, actually, I, so. Oh, I, I don't blame him. I, I'm going to go on record. And, you know, everybody, everybody started the season. The quarterback sucks. It's his fault. Blah, blah, blah. You know, I took that for Cousins. I'm like, a third of it was his fault, a third of it was the Lions' fault, a third of it was the play call. No, 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 no. It's, it's fucking 80% him. I, I'm just, you know, Preston has heard me while I watch a game, and you hear me go, and Cousins snaps the ball, and he's standing in the pocket. Still standing in the pocket. He's still standing there. Still, wait, oh, there comes, he just got sacked. Strip sack. And, um, yeah, he uh, really likes to stare his receivers down. I'm not sure. Maybe you just can't break that at this point. I know me and him are about the same age, and maybe habit comes into play, and we're all creatures of habit. But when he's staring down that fucking receiver three yards from him and just doesn't break it, and then throws the damn ball at his feet, and I'm like, hey, Diggs is 20 yards down the field wide open. He never even saw him. Yeah, he's blind. Now, I could come back next week, and I could be praising him. We can come out and beat the shit out of the Eagles. He could look like a different man. I'm hoping that happens. That's kind of his MO, though, isn't it? That's me. That's what I had. This up, is, this down, is not right that point. I, I, dude, I, was, I was definitely a Kirk Cousins apologist, too, man. I, I liked him. I liked y'all getting him. Maybe not the money, but I believed in him, man. I believed in him coming over from the Redskins. But, yeah, I've seen enough this year that I don't know. I don't think it's there, man. There's just, I, I've been waiting for the step to happen. It's, it's, it's not happened. It doesn't even look like we're, we're even making baby steps. It looks like... There's no steps. It looks like he's standing at steps. He's right? standing in the ball. pocket. Yes. <laughs> he's just... He's just... Cha-ching. So... Nope. I, he is getting paid, so... I, I will tell you, you know, I think it could still be a really good game to watch. Minnesota's at home. Oh, yeah, it'll be fun. Minnesota's about 10 and we're easily going to win eight, nine games. But, you know, I, I think we're such a talented team, both sides of the ball, 
GM Stone has done such a good job keeping our young defenders, getting our young offensive players all locked up for the next couple of years. We're on a ticking time bomb. The way Cook's playing, we're too damn good to be failing and letting the Chicago Bears, for example, get in the backfield every play. Um, Cousins needs to call some audibles, run the gun, uh, run some check down. Like, I just watched this, and no, no adjustments are made from him or the offensive coaching staff. And it's really frustrating. We're an offensive NFL now, and the way to beat the Bears, for example, two weeks ago is get it past the front line. Yeah. And we never did. And But you know who the fuck did? The goddamn Raiders. Like the Raiders did. Rude, baby. That's, that's what's frustrating. The Raiders figured it out, but we didn't. And we beat the Raiders by, like, 15 or 18. But I think it's going to be a fun game, enough of me bitching about my team. Skull, everybody. You know what I'm saying? I'm just speaking the truth. That being said, I don't like the spread. Uh, I don't want to touch this game, but if I was going to touch it, I'd touch the Eagles plus three. Um, maybe even by a half point, take Eagles plus three and a half. Um, if the Vikings do win, it's going to be a three to. It's going to be a three point game. It's going to be a close game. Wentz is starting to look good again. Alshon's healthy. Jordan Howard sprinkling in with Miles Sanders. They're they're just going to become a full going offense. And Deshaun Jackson, um, maybe in too. If he's in, don't be surprised if he catches a, a bomb yeah. with, with Xavier Rhodes being on Alshon. I think that's been big for the Eagles, man. Their offense has not been what everybody might think it would be this year, but that field-stretching ability of Jackson. I mean, you saw it the one one game he played, yeah, I guess. Yeah, they were just turned offense on for a quarter and put up, what, 21, 28? Real yeah, way. yeah. And, it, and you know, you don't expect that Jackson's going to have two bombs a game, but the, just the threat of it being there opens up so much for him. Mm-hmm. And I think it will actually make Miles Sanders a lot better pass-catching running back when he's back, too. Yep. So, we don't like touching this game. I, I can see it easily going over. If you're going to bet on it, I would probably take the, uh, the Eagles. But I think overall, it's just going to be a fun game to watch. Probably don't put any money on it. Might not be a fun game for me, but for everybody else, it easily could be. All right, so now we're going to get into the game of the week here. Not our game of the week. No one's game of the week. But someone's got to have a win unless they tie. The Washington Redskins travel down to the excuse me, the Miami Dolphins. Both teams are winless. The Redskins are a three-and-a-half-point favorite, and they have just fired Mr. Gruden. Um, I don't want to say they fired him. I want to say he quit. You know, that's what I'm going to say. Yeah, I he, think he quit about three games ago. He quit. He, he was said, done. He gave him the finger. If this is the shooter roster you're going to continue to give me, then this is what's going to happen. Uh, I actually think he did right not rolling out um, Dwayne Askins. I think yeah, did, well, I agree. I think he did right by Haskins doing that. Hey, it's a bad team. Why well, kill this kid's confidence? Why well, put him out there to get hurt? I know, but where was he drafted, man? I First is this a two-a competition? I mean, is Haskins an afterthought? Are they are they tanking at this point? Or I don't think so because I mean they got a good deal on him at like fifteen. I think they didn't expect to get him fifteen or thirteen, maybe. Yeah. And I think you know I agree with letting him sit, and I think it's okay. But you know they did draft RG three and Kirk Cousins, so you never know what old Snyder's up to. He might just draft six quarterbacks next year and be like fire out to the death. Um, <laughs> The three and a half point favorite here. A lot of people are really, you know, thinking the Redskins are out for blood. Um, the interim coach has really said uh, he wants to run the ball. So, <laughs> AP2K, 
Uh, I'm going to predict AP with 22 carries for 41 yards. Oh, come on, man. Give me a <laughs> touchdown. I got him in my fantasy line. No, well, I didn't. It's going to be 22 for 41 and 3. <laughs> okay, that works. He's going to go out TDs. It's going to be final score 21 21. We're not going to have a winner here. <laughs> we don't deserve to win. <laughs> we're going to have to die. Uh, oh, it's a shame. <laughs> what a horrible game. This is a horrible game. I don't want to bet it. You don't want to bet it, I'm, I'm assuming. You don't know what's going to happen. Well, so this is, it's, uh, it's, I don't want to bet it. Bad defenses and bad offenses. I mean, you tell me. I, I don't know what's, you, you can see Josh Rosen throwing for 300 yards here. Or you can see Josh Rosen throwing to the other team. Or you can see, yeah, about 100 yards. Well, he's probably going to throw for 300 because he's going to throw to the other team so many times. He's going to have a lot of fucking filler time to try to get him back in it. So, AP's going to the ball. He won't be playing for the Dolphins next year anyway. So. I don't think he'll be in the league next year. Probably not. No, he will. I mean, someone will sign him. Someone will sign him as a man. I don't – Sam, he's just been really shit on. I don't think he's that good. I mean, he's been on, like, two of the worst – like, he was on a really bad Cardinals team, and he gets traded to a really bad Dolphins team. Yeah, that's not a good way to start your career there. <laughs> Just put him in the Belichick tree. Fuck it. Bell's going to take him for free. <laughs> Brady's replacement. All right, so that's about enough of that game. Let's move on. West Coast, San Francisco at the L.A. Rams. Rams, three-point favorites. 50-and-a-half over-under. On the injury front, Kyle Juszczyk for San Francisco, their fullback, pass-catching fullback. Spry fullback. He's a good a good player. He is out for sure. Uh, Brandon Cooks, concussion protocol, questionable. So, Nick, what do you think? Well, you know, use check I don't think people realize is a really big piece to their offense. Yeah. Uh, as you can see from Monday night and just their stats, San Francisco's great running the ball. Use check is out there a lot late blocking. Um, I really want to see how that's going to affect them this week. And they're going to L.A., Against a Rams team that's been a little shaky, we think he's still good. Uh, but they've really let us down and made you scratch your head a little bit. Um, Jared Garth, sorry, Jared Goff. Jared Garth is what I want to call him because he looks like shit. I mean, he just looks like he got paid and forgot how to play football. Or his decision-making just doesn't look good. Uh, Gurley, I think, is finally coming around. They're finally opening up the gates on Gurley. Gurley's, a fi- Gurley's great. There's no doubt about it. Uh, all the receivers are great. Cup is killing it. it. Looks like that's the only person Garth can hit. And um, you know Garoppolo, I didn't see much of him this Monday night because they didn't have to. Yeah, um, jury's out. I do believe there. We are not sure. Their defense is really good for Morgan, but it has an easy schedule. Uh, if you remember, I said this two weeks ago. I could easily see San Francisco starting like a six and two, seven and one. And finishing eight and eight, uh, just just from who they're playing. But the jury's still out. They're a four and team. Do I think they're a top five team? No. Uh, do I think they have the pieces to be possibly? But I need to see Garoppolo down and see what they're doing. I need to see the run game get shut down a little bit. Uh, Preston, I don't know if, if you're torn as this up. Like, who's the starting running back? Is it Matt Breida? Is it Tevin Goldman? Uh, it's, it's them, and it's a little uh, mostert. It's it's everybody. It doesn't matter. You put somebody back there that can move, and Kyle Shanahan finds a way. 
He is a genius with the run game. He really is. I, you know, I know they'll miss Huszczyk, but I still think they probably run the ball just fine. My name is Jeff, and they're the lead block for them. <laughs> they'll, they'll figure it out, I think, personally. Um, whether that wins in this game or not, I don't know. Uh, the way Jared Goff's been playing, probably. He's a bit turnover prone. I never bought into him, man. And and he went on that streak. He had that juggernaut offense last year, the year before, whatever it was. Uh, is this the true colors of Jared Goff? Or? Is a lot of it too, or people figuring out their offense? Maybe. It was it was innovative two years ago. It says but now it's almost a new norm. Yeah, it really is. The same, you know, we look back at the Kansas City game. You know, Andy Reid's an offensive genius, and Mahomes. I mean, Mahomes is unreal. That that play he had to Jeremy Sprinkle, where he rolled out of the pocket and put that ball on the dime in the end zone. You can't teach that shit. But as a whole, the offense maybe they're getting figured out now, and they're gonna doesn't mean they're still not good, but they're they're gonna have to change some stuff up probably. And are we seeing golf? Maybe he's just average or above average is all he's ever gonna be. I agree. I think so personally. With this game, I think we're going to get a lot of questions about both teams answered. I don't like betting any side of it, the over-under. I mean, I can see this game being a shootout. I can see this game being a 13-10 to 10 game. Yeah. I'm just so unsure on this game. I, don't, I wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot ball. Yeah, I, I don't want anything to do with this. Maybe the under, if anything. But that's just if I had to bet something on this game. That's the only thing I would touch. I don't recommend doing it. I'm just saying. Now, a game that we recommend taking over our next game on the slate, the Atlanta Falcons travel to take on the Arizona Cardinals. Falcons are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, one thing that I have determined about the Arizona Cardinals, whoo, their defense is bad. Are the Falcons bad or are the Cardinals bad? Uh, it, it's, They're both bad. I mean, we're going to have a shootout on our hands, I think. The poor Falcons, they just keep losing pieces. They, they try to have this speedy defense, fast linebackers, Deion Jones, all these guys. Deion Neal. Too, and Man, it, it, last year they got decimated, and it's kind of happening again this year. They lost key pieces anyway. I know Neal's gone. Uh, there's no defense. There's no defense in this game at all. <laughs> <laughs> I would take the over. It's a big yeah. over, but uh, it's, it's, it's all right, man. Um, yeah, I mean, two and a half point favorite. I mean, I would think Atlanta's going to win, but you know, they're traveling cross country. You know, you know stranger right? things have happened. I don't I, think I particularly. I don't know, man. A two and a half. I think Atlanta is the better team. They should win like forty-five to. I don't know exaggerate. Let's say it's like a 31-27, 31-24. That's a pretty realistic score, I think. And I wouldn't be shocked if the score's higher for Atlanta. Yeah. And Kyle Murray does not look bad, but he's getting a lot of this, this playing time in when they're down. The game's already decided. Um, so with, with that being said, I think it's a bright future for them, uh, just not this year. And this, this could be just a fun game for fantasy or for betting the over purposes. Um, now, we're going to say that. They're both going to come out and lay a fucking egg. <laughs> but I would be shocked. Uh, if, if we're not at, at 30 points by halftime, combined team totals. Uh, I love the over in this game. Preston, I think, agrees with me there. All right. Next up, Dallas, seven-point favorites 
at the New York Jets. Oh, I hate the Jets, man. I don't. What is it about? So, so here's the thing. Yeah, I was thinking about this. It's and we disgusting. Our, we put our picks in. We've done everything. And then I, the more and more I think about this, uh, Mr. Kisses, that's what I'm going to call him, is Mr. Kisses, Sam Darnold, coming back from Mono this week. Now, if you remember, they were losing games with him, but they were competitive. I don't think the defense is bad. No, no, the defense is, is all right. They're fine. And he can trick the shit out of that ball. Yes, he can. Jamison Crowder, 17 catches? Yeah, is that what seven, it was? 17, tar- 17 targets or 17? No, 18 targets, 17 catches. It's ridiculous. For Rob- for 81 yards or something. And Robbie else. Anderson's back, too. Um, he was catching some passes last week. I'm actually going to get a little crazy here. The game's at New York. Uh, I don't have this as one of my picks. But I'm going to go ahead and jump out early. And this is my upset of the week. Dallas has looked like shit. Like, everyone's calling Kellen Moore this offensive genius. And, I mean, Zeke said it best. We're average. I mean, they, they, they don't look... I mean, come on. Michael Gallup... You know, if Michael Gallup keeps it up and finishes as a top five receiver, you know, I'll take a picture of my ass and send it to all of you. Like, good for Michael Gallup, but, you know, it's... Just Jerry, just just get your hand out of the pot. Jason Garrett, I mean, let's be honest, unless you're a Cowboys fan, we're all laughing at the Cowboys. They have all this immense talent. And they just they just don't use it. Because Jason Garrett, I, I think, is a below average to average coach. And Jerry Jones has his hand in everything. Uh, it's a seven point favorite. Like I mean, like I said, if you're gonna bet on this game, I think you bet the Jets. I can understand if you don't want to touch it. It's my upset of the week. Go I on. don't want to touch it, but if you want to go upset, that's <laughs> it's okay. It's my upset of the week. I would maybe put a little cheddar down. If you're not looking to touch that Redskins uh, Dolphins game, uh, maybe put a little cheddar on the Jets, too. I think they're going to surprise some people this week, even if they lose. I think this game will be really competitive. Um, and I don't like Dallas to cover. If they do, I think they'll cover at the end. Um, I just don't see a scenario... If Dallas gets that way ahead, I could see the Jets willing their way back into the game and making it close. So. Um, but I understand overall if you don't want to touch it. That's just everything I've been reading. The more and more I'm growing on the Jets. And I actually think the Jets are going to be a really promising team in the next year or two. I think they're really getting their pieces together. But uh, the seven-point favorite there, I uh, understand the iffiness. So now we're going to go to the... Bum, bum, bum. Tennessee Titans travel all the way to Mile High to take on the Denver Broncos. Well, I tell you what, Nick, this has Thriller written all over it. Oh, I'm excited to see this one. Do you need a Sunday afternoon nap? I think I might after right. watching this because this is. <laughs> okay, I'll let it go now. Yeah, yeah if, it's, it's, if you don't have Sunday ticket, you get this game. Sorry. Shout out to all my Titans fans. Sorry, you know this game's going to be boring as shit. Titans are a two-point underdog. Uh, that means the uh, Broncos two-point favorite over under a 40. Let me just say this. The Titans' defense is too damn good to be this bad. Yeah. They're <laughs> giving up 15 points a game, folks, and they're two and three. Yeah. Their, their defense is, you know, I know the curse too well of you spend your defense out there so long they eventually get it. Um, 
I don't know if it's, I think it's play calling, I think it's Mariota, I think it's a number of different factors, just that offense, hey, you know what, God damn it, it's 1984, we're going to run there 30 times. Well, it's not working. It's just not, and let's be honest, their receiving core is abysmal. Poor Delaney Walker can't do it anymore. He can't, he can't catch 10 passes, 8, 7, 6 passes a game and will his way for him. Mariota's going to throw him into you know, coverage to do it and let him get his head knocked off. Uh, with that being said, on the other side of the ball, Preston, tell us about your boy Joe. I think the Joe experiment's done. That's what I think. <laughs> there, what's the rumor? Vaughn Miller, Emmanuel Sanders. <laughs> they're possibly about to unload and just bail. It's it's time to give up on this whole situation and rebuild. I don't know that that's happening. I just know that that's kind of been a rumor. Don't blame him. Uh, Joe Flacco's not very good at football. Uh, you know. But, but Preston, he, he won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Well. And then they paid him so did Trent Dilfer. So it's okay. Oh, 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 oh. He is a top-notch analyst. He is a top-notch analyst. I don't think I've even seen any he sucks. analysis so from Trent Dilfer lately. Is he still doing it? I don't know. That tells you how much I pay attention to it. Yeah, with that being said, uh, we actually like the Titans in this game. Just from the standpoint of we like their defense a little bit better. And I think the Titans are not a bad team. I think Denver is a bad team. The only positive light I've seen is Philip Lindsay. And the problem with Philip Lindsay is he'll be busting it up, and then they pull him out of the game. Or it's streaming time. Yeah, and you're just like, wait a minute. It's obvious Philip Lindsay is a really good uh, He's only a second year back. He's a stud. He's a little. He's a little guy. He reminds me images a little bit of CMC. Maybe I'm pushing. Ah, the the build and the the attributes, the speed. I, I get it. He's a poor man's CMC. He's a poor man's. But for Denver, man, he's a he's a rich man's CMC for Denver. How bad they are. Um, so you know we like the Titans actually quite a bit in this game. The over under, no. I mean, it's forty. I always say under. I, just don't touch it. Yeah, it's too low. It's it's going to be a low-scoring game, but that's a low line. I, I just don't. No thanks. I, I, I would take the Titans, though. I just think they're a better team. I mean, it's it's going to be an ugly. Mariota usually, he's good for one out of every four games. Yeah, so I guess he's due, right? He's due for a good game. Okay. So, Corey Davis might catch a pass this week, guys. So, just throwing that out there. He'll probably catch 12. He's good for about three of those a game. Three of those a year, right? Two. Two to three. Two. Okay. We're in my house on the airs a little bit, but so he could he could be a little woo and just going nuts. <sighs> Fucking nuts. Okay. Steelers at Chargers. Chargers, six oh, and a half boy. point favorites. Is that guy's Devlin? Devlin Hodges, third string quarterback now for oh, the boy. Steelers. That's fun. Forty one point over under. Uh, I don't want anything to do with the over-under. That's what I think of this game. I mean, I like the Chargers. I mean, if I bet it, I mean, obviously I'm taking the Chargers. I I feel like I want to, too. But what in the hell are the Chargers doing? I don't know. They're the Chargers. They just do what they do. Listen, we're going to make sure we make it really hard on ourselves to make the playoffs. But, you know, we were on the Titans about having good games every once in a while. I think Phillip Rivers absolutely shits the bed about one every three or four games. So, he did that last week. Chargers so, Chargers by a touchdown, I could see it, but... 
I can tell you how much trust you have. I don't know. I, 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 I can tell you if I'm the NFL right now, I'm rushing to flex the shit out of this game and get it out of Sunday night. I think it's too early to do it. It's going to be a boring game. It's going to be shitty. I hope it's. I'll be shocked if it's close. It should be. You should bet the Chargers, but it's just such a nasty, ugly. The the, the Chargers have really been playing poor. And they should easily win this game by six and a half. And I think that's why the, the spread doesn't reflect more than six and a half, because they just look like shit. And um, that's all we really have on this game. It's just, uh, you know, we're going to transition from our Titans nap right into Sunday night football nap. Going out with a bang. But Monday night football, I think, Preston, this, this looks like a good game to me. What about you? I agree. Lions at Packers. Packers four-point favorites, 47-point over-under. It should be good. The Lions are really surprising here. Yeah, they are. Uh, I didn't give them much of a chance against the Chiefs, and that's when the Chiefs were really clicking, and they gave them everything they the wanted Chiefs and had more. To do everything to win that game. Yeah. So they can score, they can play defense, they can run the ball. Golladay looks great. Uh, you know, Patricia, he's really you know I wasn't sold on him after his first year. Yeah. He's really turned that team around, and I I hate it because they're in my division. And they, they look, look a lot better. Man. Really look, the spread is a little iffy. You know, Green Bay is really cruising right now, but I actually really, really like the the, uh, the Lions to keep it a close game, even though it's at Lambeau. Um, you know, really, Devontae Adams, I think is a really key intricate role here. If, if Green Bay doesn't have him, that really favors the Lions a lot, just because they don't have to worry about guarding him. Um, so I, I think if Adams plays, that of course he's you know one of the top receivers in the NFL, but just from a perspective of, of game, they don't have to worry about covering him, schemes for him, none of that. To where it, it, the Lions can maybe win the game because of that, or it could be a field goal game. When if you had Adams in there, decoy, or if he's fully healthy, Green Bay could easily win 3-7-10. I think regardless of Adams or not, it's going to be a close game. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I would bet the Lions for sure if I knew Adams was out. I, so, I really would. I'd they're not going to pass the ball effectively without Devontae Adams. I'm sorry. Jimmy Graham's a shell of what he was. Valdez Scantling, I wanted to believe anybody. I drafted him. Hey, I thought somebody would step up, but no. No, no, no. Aaron Jones has. He has, but do you trust that? No. Aaron Jones has done will, this before. The Lions are defensive, and they have Matt Patricia. Yep. They will make adjustments and say, you know what? Valdez Scantling. They'll beat us. will beat us. Yeah, let's see that happen. I really, if Adams is out, man, I'm going lines all the way. And even if he plays, it's a it's, a, it's an interesting If he plays, that spread could grow to six or seven to where it still makes the lines really intriguing. Yeah. So just pay attention to that spread. I don't bet that one early. Wait for your injury news uh, and just keep an eye on it. We, we really kind of like the lines to cover in this game. So those are the, all of the games. We are now going to transition. I've already touched on it a little bit, but I want to go ahead and give you my crazy upset of the week. I said it once. I'll say it again. He's been smooching all over New York, but the New York Jets getting Sam Darnold back. I like them to sneak in upset over the Dallas Cowboys. Call me crazy. Fuck you, Jerry. I don't really give a damn. That's my upset of the week. Now Preston is going to give you our picks of the week. We have Bucks plus two and a half 
And the over of 47, Saints plus one and a half, Titans plus two, Seahawks minus two, Eagles plus three, New England minus 17, and the Atlanta over of 51 and a half. Oh, yeah. I like those picks because we made those picks. So now Preston will give you a new segment, a new pick that we're doing called our Parlay of the Week, where we're taking a couple teams, as we explained before, into a parlay. We don't recommend putting a lot of money on this, but we do like these teams together in one bet. Safe to say they're the what we feel the most confident about, and this is your long shot bet to just try to hit big. So, Bucks plus two, not the over, just the plus two. Hawks minus two, and the Falcons over of 51 and a half. Really like those picks. We made them, of course. <laughs> they sound really good until Monday. <laughs> I don't know what day that we went like one in ten. So now I'm actually going to give you guys a teaser for what you guys, if you don't know a teaser, what you can do is if you go to your local legal sports book and you're like, yes, I would like to bet a teaser for $130, say if you want $100, you ask for the minus. I'm sorry, for the plus six teaser. So plus six means you get six extra points. It becomes a parlay of two teams, but you're getting that cushion of extra points. So you bet 130 to 100. In the teaser bet, I really like taking New England, getting an extra six points, and having them minus 11. I also like taking the Bucks plus six in that game, and making it Bucks plus eight. Now, I know because of scheduling and stuff, you may not get the New England plus 11 in. If that is the case, I still like the Bucks plus 8 in the teaser, and I also like taking the Saints plus 7.5. Well, again, it's been a fun episode, and before we sign off here, as you can probably tell, uh, our locks of the week, we're going to give those to you. We've pretty much kind of just given them to you now, but we're going to give these to you to bet on single bet lines. Um, this is the ones we recommend if you're going to put your most money down, putting your most money on these games individually. To You're not going to get rich doing this like you are in parlay or make big money, but it is your safest bets. So without further ado, we have four games we really, really love. The first game we love, even though they're in London, the ships are going to be fouling in Tampa Bay, baby. It's taking the bucks, plus two points. Our next pick, we love them here. They're traveling all the way cross country, getting those flyer miles. Pete Carroll, what is he, 68, 70? Shit, I don't know. He's got AARP. Motherfucker looks 45. Take the Seahawks, minus two against Cleveland. He's going to shit all over Baker Mayfield. Plant that flag, bitch. Damn right, that ox taking a big old shit on him. Next up, we're taking a different bird. We're taking the Falcons, baby. Going into Arizona. They can't stop shit. <laughs> the fucking shit show. Falcons over 51 and a half. And to close it out, we're taking Teddy. I'm revived from the dead lane. Bridgewater. And the Saints. Plus one and a half. Folks, those are our picks of the week. And we're giving them to you with a little bit of fucking attitude. <laughs> and all serious, we hope you've enjoyed this podcast. As always, please let us know what you think. Like, comment, share. Give some comments. Tell us how bad we are, how good we are. You made money, you lost money. We want you to all win money. 
And lastly, of course, if you're ever interested in being on the show, we've got a couple friends reach out, still trying to work out schedules. We'd love to get some more people on, get their input, have a little fun with it as well. It's been fun. Everybody, good luck on your bets, good luck on your picks, and we'll see you for week seven. Everyone have a good week six. As always, as Bob Barker says, it's better to do your bets, folks. Yeah, right.